Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. I'm Aaron Summers. Great news. Back at practice today was running back Alvin Kamara. Head coach Dennis Allen said that he looked great. He looked like he was in shape and he was explosive. Kamara said that he spent some of his time off in Miami going through what his usual training program would be to get ready during the off season. He said it was really hard watching the games, not being able to be out there. He said he turned into a fan a little bit and was texting different players, asking them why they didn't do this or do that. And, and the players responded like, it's, it's not that easy, Alvin, come on. Like you should know that. So he's definitely been in touch with his teammates and he is ready to play on Sunday. Man, I feel good, man. It's, it's, it's weird not playing, you know what I'm saying? So uh, obviously, Feel good to be back out there with teammates. Feel good to uh, be back out there running, moving around. Finally get to play a game, so it'll be good. DA, you feel frustrating good. watching the offense struggle while you weren't out there? Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's frustrating out there or not. Uh, because, you know, uh, with the weapons we have, you know, you feel like you know the, the, the potential we got. And, you know, sometimes when you see it not come to fruition, it's annoying, but you know, it's a lot of things. It's it's a player error, you know, everybody wants to blame coaches, but it's some some things we got to execute better, some things we got to pull out. So, I mean, it'll be good. We'll be all right, get on track. I think we were talking about this offseason about using you more in space, mm -hmm. more in the passing game, creativity and stuff. I mean, are you still eager to start? Yes, out 100%. I mean, I was texting back and forth with Derek uh, when I was gone, talking to Jameis, talking to, and talking to everybody, really, and you know, just. It's, it's funny to sit back and, and watch, you know, like obviously not being able to affect the game, but watching and seeing like what could be and just, you know, it's easy to sit back and be like, oh, well, we should have done this. We should have done that. So I felt myself doing that. I felt like a fan a little bit like we should have did this. We should have did that. And I'm telling Derek and he's like, nah, I'm like, all right. And I'm talking to Caesar and he's like, nah, it's not that easy. I'm like, right. well, still, but, you know, um, so I had, I had to take a, I had to I had to come back to reality of a player. But um, I'm definitely excited. I think I think I think we get a. Um, it's, it's some things that I do that, that opens up our offense a little bit more. So for everybody, not just for me, for, you know, for Mike, for, for Chris, for Sheed. So I'm excited to get back out there and, and, and you know, kind of get some of those opportunities. Quarterback Derek Carr was also at practice on Wednesday, although he did not participate. He was out there without any pads on. He didn't throw any balls. He did say he would be confident in his ability to play on Sunday, even if he was unable to throw a single pass during this week. Carr is taking all the mental reps that he can, and he's preparing and hoping that he is able to play on Sunday. The team has not ruled him in or out. Yeah, you know, I, I don't like talking about injuries, so I'll say this. Look, I, 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 obviously I heard it in the game. Um, but I'm doing everything I can, as always, whether I, when I broke my back, when I tore my groin, when I hurt this, broke the finger, whatever, you know, I, I do anything and everything I can with my rehab, my, uh, you know, everything with the trainers. I'm going to do everything I can to, you know, be out there with my guys. And if I can help, if I can play, I'll play. If I physically just can't play, then I can't play. But if I'm out there, that means I'm, you know, there's no fear of, you know, re-injury, there's no fear of this, there's no fear of being able to help the football team. And so um, I'm going to do everything I can to be out there, um, but never hurt the team at the same time. 
coming up this Sunday. It is another finally home game. The Saints are back in the Superdome 12 o'clock on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Both the Saints and the Bucks are two and one right now. Really need this divisional win over the Bucks. And especially since last year, Tampa Bay swept the Saints for the first time since 2007. So definitely need to turn that around and get the W and to help break down the upcoming game against the Bucks, and talk a little bit about what happened during the Green Bay game and also to just kind of catch up, get to know him a little bit, is our guest today, Tyron Matthew. Tyron, thank you for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast. How was practice today? It was good. Um, we had a few different points of emphasis. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, trying to finish game stronger. Um, so, and obviously taking the ball away is always, you know, priority number one. I noticed that they were playing Beyonce to start practice. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to the concert? You a fan? I, I mean, I'm a fan. I think she's a, um, obviously she's legendary. She's an amazing artist. Um, I will say that I am not a part of the Bayhive. Okay. Um, but I do appreciate people that are, you know, excellent at their craft. There so. you go. I don't know. You know, the, the Bayhive, Honey Badger, it's got like the little theme going though. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I don't, I don't think anything compares to her fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not your side of the ball, but was it good to see Alvin Kamara back out there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we're like in a group chat together, and so uh, you know, he's texting us before every game, you know, after every game. So, uh, you know, we always excited to, you know, obviously have him back. Um, you know, he's a difference maker, you know, for our team, and. Um, I mean, most people probably don't know this, or maybe they do, but, I mean, he brings great energy, you know, to our locker room and to the team. So uh, he's always smiling, so it's good to have him back around. Can you share anything that's been said in that group chat? Well, um, he curses more (laughs) (laughs) than it may seem, but, uh, man, he's all about winning. You know what I mean? And, uh, like, he wants us to, like, dominate and kill people. So, uh, yeah, we're expecting him to show up and, you know, show out this weekend. You said he brought energy. I think Alante Taylor said he brings a little more juice. Oh, yeah. How does that affect the team? I mean, the more guys you have, um, you know, like that in the locker room, um, you know, I think it's just better for the team. You know, obviously he's a he's a bell cow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's a guy that, you know, when we're down or when we need a big play, you know, we know we can call his number. So, um, you know, uh, and he just has like a, a transcending, you know, skill set. You know what I mean? Like he can do it from the backfield, you know, out of the backfield. So uh, he's a he's a matchup nightmare. So uh, hopefully, you know, Pete can find him some some favorable matchups Sunday. Yeah, he always talks about Alvin. Always talks about how he wants to be a backup quarterback. <laughs> Any chance he gets, he's like, put me in. Yeah. He it's something he's brought up. You know, seven years that he's been here. You're a little thin right there right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this, man. Quarterback is probably – a lot of people think DB is, like, the hardest, you know, mm-hmm. position to, on the field. But uh, I probably say quarterback is the hardest position on the field. Um, uh, so, uh, obviously, this is not college. You know, maybe in college, you know, AK could get away <laughs> with it. But, you know, in the league, man, uh, there's just so many different decisions you have to make, you know what I mean, in a split second. So, uh he should, he should probably just stick the tail back. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Before we get into this week in, in Tampa Bay, after the Green Bay game, you said that the defense still thinks this is their team and yeah. that you guys put it on yourselves to put the, the team in a position to win. Yeah. Why is that? 
Well, I think that's just the, the mindset, um, you know, collectively that we have. Um, you know, obviously, you know, over the course of the last 10 years, the Saints are, you know, probably like top three as far as, you know, wins and losses, you know, in the whole league. So, I mean, it's always been a winning program. But, um, you know, I think, you know, in the midst of that, uh, this has always been a pretty good defense too. And so, um, you know, uh, I think that's just the pressure and responsibility, you know, that we all kind of carry, you mm-hmm. know, into each week. Um I've been on some teams where, you know, we we expected the offense to to just show up and win the game for us, right? Mm-hmm. And we can play any kind of way on defense. Uh, you know, I think the standard, um, you know, is just a little bit different here. When did you realize that? I mean, is that something you just knew, kind of saw from the team from afar? Yeah. But when you obviously joined the team, you know, when did that kind of click? Well, when I joined the team, I knew I was joining a great defense. You know, I knew we had some good, you know, defensive coaches as well. Um, I'd probably say for me the realization was, you know, midway, you know, through the season last year, yeah. right? Um, and, uh, you know, I think in this league, you know, very rarely are you going to win a game by 14, 21 points, right? Uh, most of the time. Unless you're the Broncos and you lose. By right. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> mo- mo- most most of the times, man, like it comes down to like four-minute defense, two-minute defense, right? And, um you know, I think defensively, if we have a, if we have the opportunity to, uh, you know, help the team win the game, um, I think that's kind of the pressure, you know, that we want. Yeah. So have you turned the page from Green Bay? Well, um, I don't think just yet. Uh, maybe when the lights come on Sunday, you okay. know what I mean? Um, but, uh, I mean, you just never want to have those kind of letdowns. Uh, you know, I think anytime you – and I told a few of the players this, like, you know, sometimes you'd rather get beat by 30 than the, the beat by one, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if you get beat by 30, everybody know we just didn't have a chance, right? But, right. You know, you, you get beat by one point, two point, three points, right? And, you know, one or two plays become, you know, you can magnify those plays and say, damn, if I made that play, you know, you know I could have helped the team, you know, win the game, right? And so, uh, you know, you never want to lose, you know, period. But I feel like those one-point losses, they, they could kind of stick with you for, for a few days. On the flip side, the first two games have been close yeah. and you've won by a couple points. Yeah. Does it feel better when you win that way or would you rather completely just blow somebody out? Well, um, I think some moments call for you to dominate. Um, you know, I think, you know, last week was, you know, one of those situations where, you know, if we just kept our foot on the pedal, then, you know, we probably could have won that game by 28, you know, 30 points. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, I think when you win a close game uh, and, and, you know, uh, whether it be offensively or defensively, I think those games build character. Sometimes when you lose a close game, that can build character too. But, uh, you know, uh, even last year, right, like we lost a lot of one-score games, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, it, it's always good to, to win those games and, and get off to a fast start. Um, but, uh, like I said, man, winning is all about winning. Yeah. A couple of the guys on the defensive side of the ball statistically are ranked at the top of the league right now, and Alante Taylor, Marshawn Lattimore, and passes defensed. I mean, you can look at the stats, but you see them out there on the field. What makes them so elite in their positions? Well, they're competitive. You know, I think in this league um, – you know, especially playing cornerback, you know, nickelback, um, you know, uh, a lot of the rules, a lot of the situations are favored towards the offense, right? Like how can, you know, those guys just, you know, run without being, you know, restricted mm-hmm. or, you know, how can offensive coordinators, right, like set up the scheme to where they can get, 
you know, their, their best guy in space, right? So um, what I think those guys do uh, the best is, you know, they challenge, you know, each and every player. And, you know, sometimes the other guy catches the ball too. Like those guys get paid good money too. But, you know, for the most part, you know, through the course of a game, like these guys are competing, you know, all the way to the ground. So, uh, you know, uh, I think that's probably one of the one of the best, you know, attributes you can have, you know, as a defensive back is like your willingness to compete, you know, no matter, you know, the situation. How difficult is what Alante Taylor has been doing, you know, changing position and then last game going from inside, outside throughout the game? Yeah. I mean, you know, to be honest, I think that's kind of the, the standard, you know, he set for himself. Um, so, you know, uh, and, you know, I, I think when you have a, a pretty good rookie season like he had, um, you know, a lot of people start to think that, you know, they could put, you know, more on your plate, mm -hmm. you know, and I think he's one of those young guys that, you know, can handle it. You know, not everybody can handle, you know, juggling, you know, multiple positions. But, uh, you know, he's coming along great. Uh, you know, I think the more plays he makes, you know, in the slot, um, you know, it's only going to, you know, build his confidence and help him out, uh, you know, as he continues to go forward, you know, in his career. Yeah, what have you seen from the rookie Jordan Howden? Well, he showed up for us big time, uh, you know, last week. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I was joking with him before the game, you know, right? Uh, not too many of us get our first start, right, in Lambeau. Right. You know what I mean? So just a, just an amazing atmosphere, you know, uh, one of those games where, you know, you'll remember, you know, for the rest of your life. So, uh, but uh, he stepped us for us big time. Uh, so we just uh, obviously, you know, looking forward to him continuing to, to do that for us. You mentioned the atmosphere, Lambeau, historic. KC obviously gets really loud there. What's the best place, atmosphere-wise, that you've played? The best place I've played, um, I mean, in no particular order, uh, Superdome, uh, or should I say Mercedes-Benz? Um, <laughs> i probably say Seattle. Seattle at night is electric. Uh, Pittsburgh is up there. Kansas City. Uh, yeah, i probably say those. Those, okay. are like, those are like the most electric you know, places to be. Yeah. Know? Yeah. One of the Bucks players today said that the Dome is like, it's just a different place because you go in there, it's dark, the fans are crazy, yeah. and they, <laughs> they close the door. It's like they lock you in there for like yeah. a fight. It, why is it so different playing in the Dome? Well, I think, I mean, obviously it starts with the fans. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think they, they've always been passionate, you know, about uh, – you know, football in general, right? Uh, but, you know, especially Saints football. Um, so, you know, we can we can expect them and count on them to kind of show up and show out. Um, you know, maybe a few of them, you know, get get a beer or two, mm -hmm. you know, in the system, right? People uh, like to do it, that around here? Oh, yeah. It's weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it starts with the fans and it ends with them. So, uh, and I think the harder we play, you know, the more games we win, you know, the more confidence they get too mm -hmm. you know, as fans. yeah. Well, now, talking about Tampa Bay, it's a divisional opponent and somebody that swept the Saints last year right. for the first time since 2007. Yeah. So it's been, a, it's been a while. What do you guys need to do to go out there and dominate and get this divisional win? Well, we just need to finish the game. You know, I think last year, um, you know, both games really, right, um, you know, it came down to the wire, right, and, you know, a play here or a play there, mm -hmm. you know, and we win that game. So, um you know, we're looking forward to, you know, finishing strong this week. Um, you know, obviously they got, a, you know, a few new pieces. Um, so, uh, I mean, that'll be a challenge for us. But, you know, for the most part, I think the core, you know, is still the same. Um, it's a new system, 
you know, as far as, you know, offense goes. Um, so, uh, but a system that we played against last year, mm -hmm. played against Seattle. So, uh, you know, we kind of expect, you know, what, we, what we're going to see, you know, come Sunday. But, um, you know, I think defensively, like, the philosophy, like, remains the same, right? Like, it doesn't matter who you play, mm -hmm. um, you know, how can you affect the quarterback? Um, you know, what does what your effort look like? You know, are you straining? Um, and, you know, the more guys we get to the ball, uh, you know, the better off we'll be. Do you guys get excited for matchups like Marshawn and Mike Evans? Because <laughs> I know the fans do. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's always been a testy one. Yeah, I mean, you know, I played with Patrick Peterson, right? Uh -huh. And so, um, you know, every time we played against Julio Jones or, you know, Calvin Johnson, right, like – as as bad as I want to do my job, you know, I'm kind of peeking out the corner of my eye, trying to see, <laughs> trying to see how that showdown going over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, it's fun. It's football, right? And I think at the end of the day, we're all fans of the game, right? And so, uh, you know, put our best guy on their best guy, and let's see who comes out on top. Yeah, you won a Super Bowl with Kansas City. At what point during that season, or a season, do you realize like, and we really have a shot at this? Yeah. Well, I'd probably say, you know, the year we won, um, I'd probably say like week 10. You know, we were like 6-4, and four, um, you know, going into week 11, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we had a divisional game, you know, against the Chargers. Uh, I want to say it was in Mexico. And, um, like, we just showed up to play. And, um, you know, I think when you get in those situations and you you have a complete team game, right, and, you, and you're able to win, mm -hmm. uh, I think those kind of games can carry you you know, the rest of the year. So, um, you know, hopefully we could put together one of those type of games, right, where, you know, all three phases are kind of clicking and, you know, we're all playing complementary, you know, off of each other. Because um, I think, you know, collectively it builds, you know, so much confidence amongst players and, and coaches. Okay, so I'll check with you around week 10, week 11, yeah. see where we're, what we're feeling, <laughs> where we're at. What goes into your game day fits? My game day fits? Um, to be honest, I'm not like, I'm not like picky. Um, you know, I have like a ton of clothes and stuff. I don't, I don't try to like go outside the box. Um, I just try to color coordinate. You know, some games I, you know, <laughs> may put on some drip, and then other games I might just, you know, wear like a Saints sweatsuit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, it all depends on, first of all, the atmosphere we're playing in, um, whether or not it's a night game or a primetime game. So, uh, so night games, primetime, that's when you put the drip on. Yeah, that's when I put the drip on. Okay. That's when I put the drip on. Yeah. Because I have more time to kind of, you know, figure it out. I feel like noon games, like, man, you got to wake up and, and be ready to roll. Yeah, you know but you got to figure it out before you pack for away games, right? Right, right. So, which most away games, you know, especially if it's not a night game, I just put my Saints, I put my Saints stuff on. Or you've been wearing some graphic tees. Yeah, I've been wearing some graphic tees pregame, um, you know, just trying to pay homage to, you know, some of my, like, favorite artists. Uh, so, uh, spoiler alert, this week I'm going to wear a Marcus May shirt because, you know, I miss my dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wish she was with us. So, uh, I'm going to show May some love this week. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we all miss him around here. Are you going to go to an LSU game this year? I'm going to try to make one. Yeah. So, hopefully, our schedule, I want to go to a good game. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Because, you know, last year I was able to go to Alabama, and that was just like, that was like a classic, right? So uh, hopefully, I, hopefully I'm able to pick another classic, you know, that we win, you know, and it's at night. Right. <laughs> that would that'd be nice. I've never been to a game there. 
You should go. You should yeah. put that on your bucket list. All right. Yeah. What's been different about the the defense this year as far as the coaches go? Because it's pretty much a full new staff yeah. there in, in most of the positions. Yeah, I'd probably say this. Uh, you know, especially, um, you know, defensive, I mean, as far as the secondary goes, um, mm -hmm. you know, we got two really good coaches. You know, I think both of them are, are, are different, like in their own, you know, uh, unique way. You know, I think Joe Woods is – you know, he's, like, detailed, right? Like, he want us to... Everybody says that. Yeah, like, he, he keeps us in meetings all day long. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, sometimes DA got to come in there and tell him let us out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, but, he like, he's all about execution, right, and, and us playing, like, technique ball. Like, I think he understands we got a pretty good secondary. Mm -hmm. um, so, but he wants us to rely on, like, technique, right, like fundamentals, you know, rather than us just going out there thinking... You know, we could just get it done off our athleticism. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd probably say M-Rob is, like, all about the ball, right? Like, wherever the ball is, get to the ball, right? Mm -hmm. Like, get your hands on the ball. So, um, you know, so I think I think really that's why we kind of been able to, you know, affect the quarterback as much as we have, you know, in these first three games and, you know, come away with some intercepts too early on. Yeah, M-Rob, that's Marcus Robertson yes. for yeah. anybody else out there. <laughs> yeah. Joe Woods, I think, is, like, the nicest guy. Yes, he is. He's, he will like literally say hi to you when you're like across the parking lot. Yeah. He's he's just he's great. He's cool. So I guess it's probably hard to to get mad at him when he's holding you in meetings. Okay. You know, Marshawn. You know, he, he, he <laughs> give him some stuff from from time to time, but uh, you know, it's all good. It's all in fun. Yeah, I guess Marshawn's probably like earned that. Yeah, the ability <laughs> for sure. How do you like being one of the older guys on the team? I mean, it's it's fun, right? Um, but you know, a lot of times, like they they just make me feel so old, right? <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm in a locker room, and you know, all these young guys, and they're like, I was nine years old when I started watching you play. Yeah. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're just making me sound like I'm forty or something. You know what I mean? But uh, I mean, it's cool. You know, obviously, I you know got a lot of got a lot of knowledge and wisdom that that I can share with those guys, uh, even outside of football. So, uh, man. You know, I think that the biggest thing is just, you know, just taking on that responsibility, you know, just trying to encourage those guys and, and mm -hmm. push the, push those guys towards, you know, some of the things that I was kind of able to, you know, accomplish, you know, in my career. So uh, I think that's, you know, mostly that's what that's all about, just trying to see those guys, you know, do well. Is there a big gap between the music that they listen to, what they like to, to do, you know, that kind of stuff, like social media? Um, no, I don't think it's a big gap. Um you know, I think I'm. I think I'm still hip. You know what I mean? I, I got a ten year old and a nine year old son, yeah. so it's like, even if like a trend comes out tomorrow, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna hear about it like tonight. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, I like to play slow music sometimes, uh -huh. right? And you know, a lot of these guys, they, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't grow up on that slow, right, slow, right. slow genres like I did. So <laughs> I got to cater to their ear, you know, uh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned you have two sons, but your daughter. You are gonna spoil the crap out of her, aren't you? She got she got me where she want me at. Um, yeah, that's my baby right there. So, uh, yeah, I'll just say that she she got me exactly where she want me at. You know, <laughs> I'll probably stay there forever. So, how old is she right now? She's three. She'll and she already has you like that. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she's smart. She she she's a smart three year old. She's intelligent. Um, and so. Uh, you know, I think me and her, we got a, we got a really like uh, unique bond. Mm -hmm. You know, 
me and my sons were good, but they, they kind of getting older, right? Um, they think they know everything. Right. You know what I mean? So get I got to kind of let them bump their heads sometimes. But, uh, <laughs> you know, for her, it's like, you know, daddy, daddy, this, daddy, that, daddy, that. So, uh, you know, she keeps me humble and she keeps me grounded, you know, for sure. What's going to happen when she wants to go on her first date? Um, I think I might come. <laughs> I see no I see no problem with me sitting in on the first date. You know? So you're going to be sitting, like, behind them in the movie theater? Yeah, yeah. Sit with them. Yeah. I might cry. I might cry. I might cry. I got to let her go one day, but I'm crying. You have some time. (laughs) She's only three. We're okay. Speaking of dating, Mm -hmm. what do you think about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? Oh, that was not filled. I see that one coming. You believe it? Is it for real? I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I just don't. I don't know. To me, I think Taylor Swift is like, I think, I don't know her personally, but um, I just think they're two different personalities. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, Travis is like a, I play with Travis. Like, right. He's a rock star. I was going to say, you know. <laughs> he's a rock star. You know what I mean? So, uh it's just, this is weird. This doesn't seem like it's type. It Sometimes opposites attract. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm going to lean on the side of, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely see. Well, thank you so much for taking this time. I appreciate it. And we look forward to the game this weekend. Yeah, thank you. A really fun conversation with Tyron. I appreciate the time, his candidness, and how much he really just loves being here in New Orleans, playing for this team and this defense. In case you missed it, the practice report from today is on NewOrleansSaints.com. You can find interviews, the entire Derek Carr interview, as well as hear from running back Alvin Kamara. And then you'll see the injury report. There were seven Saints listed on the injury report. Carr was one of those, as was cornerback Paul Adebo and safety Jordan Howden. We'll continue to follow those players and the news throughout the week to see whether or not Carr is going to be able to play. It's going to be quarterback Jameis Winston going up against his former team. They did draft him number one overall in 2015. Regardless, we're feeling good about Sunday. It's time to get a W in the Superdome in front of all of the black and gold. We'll be back for another episode on Friday. We'll break things down with Fox sideline reporter Jen Hale, who will be on the call for the game Sunday. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast.